Hi, this is Dan Miller from 48 Days to the Work You Love. You're listening to my longtime friend, Brian Holmes, on the Strategic Leader Podcast. You know, understanding how you lead is the first key to unlocking your ultimate success. Now back to Brian. Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode number 141 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. Awesome to have you with us. Hey, we're gathering leaders from all over the world in this great community, and we are focusing on becoming all that we can be through personal and leadership development. It's going to be an incredible program today. We're going to be talking about the L3 philosophy. The L3 philosophy, that is, live big, love deep, and lead well. I can't wait to do this with you right now. Well, philosophy is not often talked about, really, in the context of day-to-day living, or for that matter, in the context of leadership development. In our educational systems, especially in the West, there is little, if any, emphasis on the development of belief systems, life philosophies, guiding principles. In fact, we, we teach in our schools much about data, much about science, mathematics. All of those things are very important, of course, English or whatever language it is that you uh, have a particular leaning toward. But here's the deal. If you're going to succeed in life, it's going to be because you have a solid, principle-centered philosophy of life. And here's the thing. Can I tell you, you have a philosophy and you're operating out of that philosophy right now. Your belief systems, your core beliefs, the things that you base how you relate with people, how you handle money, how you look at your work or your career, that's called your personal philosophy of life. And shallow roots produce an unstable tree. So here's the piece. If we've not really intentionally looked at what is our philosophy, what is our life philosophy, what's our philosophy about money, What is our philosophy about marriage, about relationship, about child rearing, about uh, entrepreneurship, about leadership, about government? If we don't know what those things are, then we're actually dealing with an unstable philosophy. We've not taken time to engineer the very foundation that will guide our life. And I think you know this, but a poor foundation makes any structure susceptible to every wind, every storm, anything that comes along. If you don't know who you are, and if you don't know what's guiding you, then any major traumatic event in your life or that's happening around you in your world can actually cause a shaking that produces a breach in the structural integrity of your life and your forward progress. Now, having a baseline philosophy about God, about family, about life, and even about your leadership potential is imperative if you're going to really maximize and leverage the greatness that is in you. 
if you want to experience real success, if you want to make a legitimate, powerful impact in your lifetime through your leadership and the gifts that you carry, I really believe that it's imperative that we take time to look at our underlying philosophies of life. Today, I want to share with you a simple yet very profound framework that I call the L3 philosophy. Now, I want to just point out right away, this is not by any means an exhaustive or fully engineered foundation uh, that you probably want to build, but it is something you can build on. It gives you a starting place that you can begin to consider and frame and, and engineer and put together your guiding philosophy, the thing that will actually cause you to to live life on purpose rather than by accident. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about this L3 philosophy. Live big, love deep, and lead well. Well, there are three primary components I'm sure you've deduced by now to this framework. The L3 philosophy consists of these three major things. It's L for live, love, and lead, but it's the L3 philosophy, L to the third power, if you will. Live big, love deep, lead well. And what I want to do in this episode is unpack each of these for you, at least to some degree, and hopefully provide you some information, some insight, some understanding as to how you can take these three components and build on them in creating your own life philosophy. So let's begin with the first one, which is live big. So let me begin by saying that living big does not mean you should make it your life's purpose to eat your way <laughs> to some supersized expression of yourself, okay? I'm not trying to uh, encourage you to become physiologically larger or more voluminous. Uh, <laughs> that is not the purpose of live big. It's not what I'm talking about. What I am talking about here is something very unique and different. Here's what I know. Most people scale their life their dreams, and their vision down to fit what they perceive to be possible. In fact, the human mind is so powerful, it will not allow you to want something that you don't believe is possible. And so when you have a particular dream or you have a particular aspiration or you want certain things out of the relationships you have in your life, or you want certain successes or financial benchmarks to be met regarding your independence and your your wealth and your prosperity. If you identify or define what that desire is, but deep on the inside, you have a philosophy of smallness or a philosophy of scarcity or philosophy of lack or a philosophy of that's I'm not worthy of that then what happens is, is that we tend to shrink our dreams, shrink our ideal outcomes down to fit the vision or the perception of what we believe is possible. Another way of saying that is that we tend to abandon the endless possibilities that really are available to us. And 
we will quarantine our dreams, quarantine our lifestyle, or shrink it down to fit a container that for all intent and purposes is really too small. So we utilize containers that were not meant for us. <laughs> That's our philosophy, our beliefs. You know, I, there's a story in the Bible that comes to my mind. This is certainly not a sermon, but it is a great illustration. Uh, the story is of a particular woman and her family who have has some really big needs. They have some really big needs. Uh, her husband had passed away. The family was left with a tremendous amount of debt, and the parties to whom the money was owed, they were demanding payment. They wanted their debts paid. They were coming to collect. And here is a mother and her children who do not have earning capacity. They don't have the, the power to create anything. And they're apparently, from what we can perceive in this story, it, it appears that they, they had been brought up in and their environment was a bit of a hand-to-mouth sort of a philosophy. They, it looks like that the husband, even when he was alive, they lived in such a way where they just always had just enough. And so faced with this situation, and faced with the very real possibility that they would lose everything and wind up on the streets, wind up desolate, they had to look straight in the eye the real possibility of, of a major incident in their life. Now, based on their circumstance and what they could perceive in the natural, there was no hope. The, the boys apparently weren't of age yet to go to work and, and create wealth and make money and, and provide for the family. The mom, obviously, was a what we would call a stay-at-home mom, and she did not necessarily have any skills. We, I'm just reading between the lines here. And a prophet comes around and says to her, what do you have in the house? And she says, now watch, this, this is an indication of her mindset, an indication of a philosophy, an underlying philosophy that was guiding her life. She said, I have nothing except one small little vessel of oil here. That's all I got left. I got one little thing of oil. That's it. And the the prophet instructed her to send her sons out to all the neighbors, all their friends, all their family members, every, everybody they could find, and to acquire or to borrow uh, pots, vessels, jars, whatever they could find, anything they could find. And as they did this, uh, they brought in, obviously, a large quantity of containers, and all she had was a small supply. And, of course, you know the story if you've heard this before, but the miracle of the story is is that as she took what she had and began to pour that out of the, con- the small container she perceived, then all of the containers, dozens and dozens of containers, were filled with oil. And so now she had a quantum supply, a quantum provision, what was seemingly a a limited supply had become limitless based on whether or not she could produce more containers or more space to fill. I want you to get this. I, I want you to know that whatever lack you perceive, whatever challenge you perceive, whatever issue you have presently, uh, it's not about what you necessarily have in your hand. It is about whether or not you can extend or expand the capacity to grow that supply, to grow that situation. 
The possibilities will only be realized when you increase the size and or the quantity of your containers. You cannot fill something that you don't perceive you have. So sometimes somebody has to come along and say, look, uh, you're, you're thinking too small because what I see you're looking in from the outside is there's a whole lot of possibility here, but you've got to go out and get some containers. So principle number one is the possibilities will only be realized when you increase the size and the quantity of your container. Principle number two is when you grow your capacity, the solutions show up in your life. See, these are philosophical things that you have to grab a hold of. So my philosophy might be, well, I'm stuck. I can't make any more money. That's all I can do. Or I can adopt a different philosophy that, that there is an endless supply of provision and monetary means. I have to find ways to grow myself, grow my skill sets, grow my, my life, grow my, my mind so that I can be ready to receive the endless supply that's available to me as a provision. See, these people's problem was not their debt. Their problem was their philosophy. They had a small living mindset. They had a live small mindset. And my, my idea is to live big, think big. I, I never forget this. I, one of the greatest, cool, funny things that ever happened to me, quite honestly, was one of the first times I traveled to, to London, England. It was maybe back in 97, 98, 99, somewhere in there. And uh, I was with a group of individuals, uh, some folks that I, I did have done life with and continue to do life with. And one of the gentlemen that was with us is a dear mentor and a father figure in my life. Great man, wonderful pastor and bishop and leader. And we were all crammed in. Speaking of small, we were all crammed in what they call a van. But what we call it here is more like a station wagon. It was a tiny thing. We had about 10 or 15 people crammed in this little tiny box. And so we were already chuckling and laughing about the the means by which we were getting around town. If you've ever been to London, you know that the streets there are not like they are here in the States. They're not big, wide things. They're narrow. They've got cars parked on either side. And, and it just it's a different dynamic. And so we were running a little bit late to the venue where we were going for our meeting. And the our driver is just... I mean, he is moving, man, through these little tiny neighborhood streets, you know, little roundabouts and all the stuff that goes with that. And we're all kind of watching him. He's making us a bit nervous because he's just blowing like he knows what he's doing. And we, we're we in an environment and in a context we, we're not familiar with, and we're already a little bit sketchy about how this thing might turn out. He is flying down a street, and we're looking up ahead, and we see that the road or the passageway through which we can get is becoming narrower because on either side, the street's becoming narrower and the cars are still parked on either side. And we're like, there is no way we're getting through that, that hole right there. And man, this guy's doing probably 30, 40, 50 miles an hour. And we're just blowing down this neighborhood street and we're coming up on this, this incredible narrow place. And we're all puckered up. We're thinking, man, we're fixed to crash right here. My friend, Bishop Garlington, screams loudly. He says in a Jamaican accent, small up yourself, man, small up yourself. And everybody in the van just kind of like shrugged in and tried to as if we were going to make the van smaller. And sure enough, man, we blew right through that little space with maybe inches to spare on either side. And we were laughing and just screaming because here's what we do. 
in life. We, we are accelerating. We're, we're pushing. We're trying to get somewhere. We have objectives and we have goals and we have dreams. And we're, we're looking up ahead just a little bit and we perceive that the space provided to us is narrowing. We, we perceive that there's no way I can accomplish that. There's no way I can overcome that. There's, that's just, I don't have the, the money. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the education. I, and we begin to mentally uh, convince ourselves through the philosophy we hold deep on the inside about ourselves that we can't do something and I, I just think in my mind, every time I think about this topic, I think people are, that little voice inside is screaming, small up yourself, man, small up yourself, because that's what we do. We, we take a, uh, the incredible shrinking man gun and we shoot our dreams and we make them small enough to where we can look at them and say, okay, yeah, I can do that. And we, we don't consider the mammoth, unusual, supernatural possibilities that exist. And instead, we trade off what is possible for what we believe and perceive as possible based on our philosophy. And that this L3 philosophy begins with live big, which means just what it says, live big, dream big, think big, believe big, work big. Have big goals. I'm telling you, live big is such an important thing. It is a philosophy of life. The second part of this L3 philosophy is love deep. Love deep. Listen, anything good that's going to come out of your life, I really believe is going to be a result of your ability to love and to receive love. True love. And I'm not necessarily referring right now to the romantic kind of love, but true love is the great equalizer. True love, it levels the playing field. It diffuses tense and and troublesome situations. Now, I know that many of you have experienced pain in your life. Maybe some of you have been betrayed or people have hurt you or let you down. Maybe you've experienced great trauma. Maybe you've experienced a loss that deeply impacted your your internal philosophy concerning love. Some of you have just experienced things in life that are unfair and just to, it seems as though gosh, you know, why do good things happen, bad things happen to good people? But because of these scenarios that happen in our life, many of us decide to put up walls. We erect mental frameworks around ourselves to protect ourselves from the people we perceive might hurt us. That's a philosophy. That's a philosophy of don't love. Don't allow people to try to love you. Don't receive love. Just put up the wall, have surface relationships, but don't engage in this thing called love. Don't expose your heart. Don't put your heart out there. Now, I understand when you've been hurt or maligned or betrayed or stabbed in the back, or you've experienced great loss. I get it. Our natural mechanism is to to put up these walls and protect ourselves. But may I submit to you that that is so terribly counterproductive to what our soul really needs. The exchange of life, 
that takes place when my heart chooses to extend love to someone. And in return, my heart uh, chooses to receive love. That exchange of life is, we're designed for it. It's the essence of all life. It's a powerful, powerful force. Now, I'm going to drop something here that may may not be something you necessarily want to hear or agree with, but just hear me. My worldview is that of a biblical worldview, and the Bible tells us that God himself is love. You can't separate God and love. You can't separate love and God. And with that in mind, I would suggest that to shut out this component, to refuse to participate in this thing called love, this great exchange, is to be separated from God himself. It is to say, willfully, I choose not to allow God, my Father, to involve himself in my life because I am pushing away love in order to seemingly protect myself. I believe that's a detrimental and a very negative thing. You see, my leadership and my influence around me in my life is most effective and has the greatest impact when I am operating from a place of love. It's not about earning money. It's not about building a ministry. It's not about building a church. It's not about building a business. It's not about, the list goes on. It's not about that. Is that my work and my leadership is an extension of the love of God in me towards other people. My service, my my offering, the thing that I offer my constituents and, and my followers and the people that are listening to my voice, if those things don't come out of a place of love, then my leadership and my influence is greatly diminished, if not neutralized. My relationships are more healthy and more meaningful when love is a foundational piece on which they're built. My contribution to mankind is so much more significant when I'm operating out of love, compassion, and a desire to help others. You see, this love thing is is a big deal, but here's the piece. You can't offer what you have to offer in leadership out of love unless you are first willing to be loved. It, It doesn't go one way. In fact, you cannot give what you do not have. When I look around us today, our world is in such a terrible place. So much anger, so much strife. So much hatred, so much bitterness, so many harsh words being hurled around by political candidates and pundits, and it's just a nasty environment. Our world will be a better place when love is the language we speak. Our world will be a much better place when love is the filter through which we address our challenges. Love deep. That is the challenge. That is an element, a foundational piece of this L3 philosophy that I believe is so paramount to our success in life. So I challenge you, choose to love. Choose to receive love. Choose to love deep, not just love surface. Make a choice to let the walls down and trust your heart to someone else. The second part of the L3 philosophy is love deep. Let's go to number three. The third part of the L3 philosophy is lead 
well. Lead well. You know that on this program, we strongly advocate the position that each of us are created to lead, to make an impact, to make a difference, to offer a meaningful contribution to mankind in some sphere of life, wherever, the, if that's just you working on your job for 35 or 40 years, but you're there doing a task in a position and you have a certain set of responsibilities, but from that place, you are leading the people and the environment around you by your example, by your character, by your heart, and by the things that you uniquely carry as an individual. Our calling in life is to lead. And your leadership potential being fully realized, listen to me, is directly tied to the first two components we've talked about, live big, love deep. So it's, it's very difficult to realize the lead well part of this philosophy unless you are living big, thinking big, dreaming big. And unless you are loving deep, your your heart is exposed and you're out there. You're extending love. You're receiving love. One cannot lead to his or her maximum potential if they're living small, if they're emotionally disconnected from the love of God and the love of others. If you're going to do well at anything in life, you got to lead well. You got to do it big. You got to do it with love. If you're going to write a book, lead well. If you're going to create a product, lead well. If you're going to teach a class or mentor young men or young women, lead well. If you're going to start and build a business, ma'am, sir, lead well. If you're going to mentor or coach, lead well. If you're going to be a father or a mother, lead well. If you're going to make a difference, ladies and gentlemen, lead well. There's an old command we see from the great master, the great rabbi, Jesus. Whatever you put your hands to, do it with all of your might. Listen, if you're going to do anything, do it well. If you're going to lead, lead with excellence. You are a leader. So lead well. The L3 philosophy. I encourage you to make these three pieces here the framework on which you begin to intentionally build your life philosophy, your leadership philosophy. Live big. Love deep. And lead well. You can find all of the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 141. And uh, just encourage you to tap into all that we're doing there on the website, our Monday Mastery videos, our podcast, our blog posts. We also are still offering the four cornerstones for strategic living online course as a free gift. If you go to the website there, top right hand corner, you'll see where you can Sign up for that, and that will be sent to your inbox, and you will have access to an incredible uh, foundational teaching that will help you in building your philosophy. I want to ask you, too, to share this episode with your friends on social media. Listen, get on the phone. Say you Shoot an email off if you still email. <laughs> Some people don't even email anymore. 
Jump on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, wherever it is you hang out. Snapchat a video to your friends and say, listen, you got to go to brianholmes.com slash 141 and listen to this podcast episode on the L3 philosophy. Help us get the word out about what's happening here. We want to serve you because we love you. I have some closing thoughts for you. Some questions, really. What is your guiding philosophy of life and leadership? Do you have, well, I know you have one, and it may be working under the surface, and it may be working, quite honestly, unconsciously right now. But do you have a conscious, intentional philosophy for your life, for your leadership? Have you, like we did in London, England, have you smalled up yourself, man? Have you shrunk down your dreams? Have you have you laser tagged your your objectives, your goals, the things that you have a desire to accomplish? Have you smalled those up to fit what you perceive to be possible? It's a matter of your mindset and your philosophy. Have you scaled down your potential to meet the size of a very faulty and a very limited container? Hey, let me ask you this. Are you able to receive love? from your family, from your friends, from those that you work with and do life with? Hey, are you able to receive God's love or have you even shut that out? Are you giving your all as it relates to your leadership? I challenge you today. Live big. Love deep. And lead well. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.